many times have you seen this? A recovering addict is on, say, a TV talk show, and they mention that they have not succumbed to their addiction in whatever period of time, and the audience bursts into spontaneous applause. Now, I realize those clapping are probably just trying to be supportive, a keep-up-the-good-work kind of thing. But in my estimation, you know who really deserves a hand? The people who never allowed themselves to get hooked in the first place. For example, it's unlikely that person puffing away like a chimney on their coffin nails had a gun put to their head and were told in no uncertain terms, you're going to smoke that first cigarette and even if you cough and turn green, you're going to keep smoking them until you can not only tolerate them, you can't live without them. As far as that goes, anyone who started smoking after 1964 and the Surgeon General's warning is getting no love for me for finally having quit. Did you begin by caving to peer pressure? Saw it in a movie and thought you'd look cool? Pretty flimsy reasons for opening the door to the leading preventable cause of death. Yet a 50-year-old celebrity who's about to have his first child publicly announces he's kicking the habit for the sake of his baby, and he gets cheers, while the rest of us ate his secondhand smoke for decades. Having alcoholism on both sides of my family, I made a conscious decision at a very early age that the easiest way to avoid becoming an alcoholic myself was simply never start drinking. But a former drunk with a couple of DUIs and arrests for alcohol-fueled domestic disturbances swears off liquor, and he's the hero. I vividly recall as a teenager, after being in a near-fatal car crash, being injected with Demerol for the intense pain. As I floated away on a cloud, my thoughts were, I see how people can get hooked on this stuff. I was so concerned about even the remote possibility it could lead to me being a heroin addict for the rest of my hospital stay, I just toughed it out. Even before I moved to Las Vegas, I saw how compulsive gambling could ruin lives, tear apart families. So I vowed when I became a resident that I would leave the casino games of chance to the tourists, a pledge I've kept for more than 50 years now. Here I've been, more than a half century, living a life in show business surrounded by booze, cigarettes, gambling, and drugs, but knowing they were all traps resisted them. You can't imagine how I was ostracized for that, how pressured I was to go with the pack, and that's why it rankles me when these recovering addicts are fawned over for having willingly opened the door to hell and now are struggling to make things right. It's a lot harder to never walk through that door at all. Although I've related my personal experiences with these potential pitfalls. This isn't about me. It's about the millions of others like me who made good choices and didn't do stupid things, but don't get the recognition. Don't get the hurrahs. 
So what do you say? Let's hear it for the non-addicts. My email is frank at perfectlyfrankpodcast.com where you can always tell me I'm right or wrong. Until tomorrow. <laughs>